Welcome to the show today. Glad to have you. And today I want to talk about who you're listening to. That was a question that came up in church the other day about who we allow to speak into our lives. Uh, Several years ago, I was sitting with a group of friends and I asked them, who are you reading? They're like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, well, what are you reading? Oh, well, sports pages or uh, sometimes uh, blogs, stuff like that. And I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. What books are you reading? My mentor, Olin Hendricks, used to say that he kept three books at all times going, and usually they were three different genres of books that he would have. One was in the throne room, if you catch my drift. One was by his desk, and one was in the car. And what he said about that was that any time that you had three different books going, your brain is going to put together ideas that maybe none of the three books had in common, but there was an idea that it had in common and that your brain would put it together and you'd have insight that nobody else would have. Well, that's a great idea. And as a matter of fact, I encourage people to read all the time and I ask them what they're reading. When I was a young disc jockey, uh, one of the guys that was training me at the time was like, you need to be well read on everything that you can possibly get your hands on, not just one thing. So if you're only interested in sports, you can really only talk to other people about sports, right? Correct. But there are things that I can talk about in sports, but that's not all I can talk about. There are things that I can talk about about a lot of different subjects that at least I'm a little bit interested in. As a matter of fact, I'll sit and watch YouTube videos about subjects that I have no idea about just so I can be conversant if I run into somebody that's interested in that subject. I run into people all the time as a person that has a hobby about railroads that that's all they can talk about. They really have no other interests besides that. I have other people that have no other interests besides talking about politics. And it's like, okay, I get that and I understand it, but you really need to understand that what you're reading and what you're putting into your ears is affecting what you're talking about all the time and how you feel. As a matter of fact, our pastor, Gary Cassie, recently talked about poison and how you'll put poison in your body and not even realize it. How many hours do you spend on Facebook a day? How many hours do you spend watching television? And all of it has an agenda. As a matter of fact, some people say, well, I don't have any agenda. Sure, everybody has an agenda. And some of them aren't wrong. They just, they have an agenda. Some people like myself, I have an agenda. I'm not afraid to say it. I have an agenda of helping you be a better person, of being, having a better life, better understanding of things that are going on in life. So I have an agenda, but it would be disingenuous of me to say that I didn't. But other people will say, well, I don't. And I'm like, yeah, they do. Everybody has an agenda. So my agenda today, just so you'll know, is help you to discover some good books that will help you in your leadership life, in your personal life, and just some things that I've enjoyed reading over the years. So are you ready? Let's start with some of the best business reading that I've ever had. The first one that I always tell anybody to read if they've never read a book about leadership is John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Now, John Maxwell, for those of you that don't know, and you live around Columbus, Ohio, got his start as a pastor in Lancaster, Ohio. So he's a good Buckeye boy. You know, he knows what he's talking about. And in these 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, they have become like almost like a Bible to people that do leadership over the years. They're really good. As a matter of fact, the first law of leadership is the law of the lid. Now, here's what the law of the lid means, is that if you're serving under a level seven leader, 
and you're a number 10 leader, you'll never rise to your potential under that leader. You need to be under somebody that is higher than you in order to reach your potential. So there are 20 other irrefutable laws of leadership that are fantastic and good. And it's one of those books you can read a chapter in about 20 minutes and set it down and come back to it later. I really like that. The other book that John wrote that I really, really like is called Failing Forward. And I read that at a particular time in my life where I had lost my job a couple of times. I've told you that story on this podcast before and had lost several jobs in a year. And uh, my mentor, Olin Hendricks, said, you know, John wrote this book and it is a great idea to read it, Failing Forward. And it is how you fail by turning your mistakes into stepping stones. Now, listen, we all fail at things from time to time. Those of us, like myself, that try never to fail usually don't see great success. So I've learned that if I'm going to find great success, I'm going to have to make a mistake or two sometimes. That's fine. Uh, some people don't like it, and there are cultures that are like, you better never make a mistake. We'll fire you, boy. Well, I get that, but the problem with that is you never see great growth in that. And there are people all over the country that run companies like that. It's like, oh, don't tell the boss. Don't tell the boss. Well, listen, I want you to tell me. I learned that early on in my general management career that if I didn't hear problems, things were being hidden from me because there are always problems. Things are always going on. It happens. So you've got to allow your people to be able to fail. So the first two books were Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership and then his Failing Forward. Now, I have a friend that has written several business books that I really like because they're kind of off the beaten path, and they're ones that maybe you haven't heard of before. But um, author Scott McCain, he's a business speaker. As a matter of fact, he talks about being iconic, and it's fascinating to listen to his podcast. He's been a guest on shows of mine in the past. We We've been friends for years, and he wrote a book several years ago called All Business is Show Business, and that came out sometime in the 90s, I think. And I'll give you the premise here in just a minute. The newest version of that is called All Business is Still Show Business. And I recommend it for people that are in any kind of business where they interact with the public. And now, if you're not interacting with the public, uh, I don't know who you're selling to. <laughs> quite frankly i mean it's like i i don't know what you're doing so all business is still show business talks about the fact that we're all putting on a show years ago when my wife was beginning her business snacks with a twist available at snackswithatwist.com thank you very much uh, we decided that we wanted to have really good packaging and the reason that we decided that early on was because we had seen what cheryl kruger had done with cheryl's cookies now cheryl's cookies are good but the packaging is fantastic, and it just draws your eyes. As a matter of fact, Cheryl has told us now we've become acquainted with her. She has said, you know, people eat with their eyes. That's the first thing they do is eat with their eyes. When Cheryl sold her business several years ago to the folks that run 1-800-Flowers, uh, she was there for a few more years and then left, and then a few years later started another cookie business that actually went back to the original recipe of Cheryl's Cookies, and it's called C. Kruger's Fine Baked Goods. So we were in there one day and um, gave her some of our stuff, gave her staff some of our stuff, and they called us before we even got home and said, would you like to be in our stores? 
Now, I think the reason that they called was not only was the stuff good, did it taste good, but the packaging was good. Because you'll go to farmer's markets and places like that, and people will take a, you know, a hefty bag and staple a, a note onto it, and that's the way they sell stuff. Well, okay, that's their vision for what they do. It's a hobby to them. For us, it's a business. And we understand, as Scott writes in his book, All Business is Still Show Business, that you have a show to put on. It's stuff that you need to show people, Right. Well, you've got to do that. You've got to be able to show people why they want to be a part of your your business, why they want to be a part of what you do. As a matter of fact, when I consult radio stations, I very often have to remind them that they are in show business. They'll think, well, we're, we're a radio station, we're an advertising company, whatever. Yes, but the people listening to you think you're in show business, so don't disappoint them. You are in show business. So today's topic on Quiz That Is is about what are you reading? What are you allowing to be put into your head by the things that you're reading? Uh, let me mention another Scott McCain book called Create Distinction, and that was a fascinating turn of phrase to me because how do you create distinction? And one of the things that he talks about is what the difference is between sameness and maybe another level above that and then being distinctive. Now, he tells it much better in his book, and it's well worth looking at, but most people aren't distinct. And the information that he gave, the uh, observation that he made was between American Airlines Delta Airlines, and Southwest Airlines. So they all fly places. They all have planes. Some of them fly the same model of plane. Uh, most of them have the same number of seats in their planes. What makes Southwest distinctive? What makes it set apart? Because American will get you there. In my experience, not it's not a great airline. It's okay. I'm not knocking it. it just It's not a great airline. Delta sets itself apart. Uh, it's differentiated. Well, see, the problem with differentiation is people can copy differentiation, but they cannot copy distinction. What makes Southwest distinctive? It has to be the culture. There's nothing else that can explain what has made Southwest very, very, very profitable. And as a matter of fact, it's one of the few, if not the only airline that has been profitable its entire existence. Because almost every airline, if you put their stock and all that stuff together over the years, has never made much money. But Southwest has made money hand over fist. So I suggest Scott McCain's Create Distinction. Another book that I like to read, it was really good, it was by Captain Michael Abershoff, and I hope I say that right. It's called It's Your Ship, and it's about management. And the reason he wrote the book was that he was a captain on this ship. As a matter of fact, I think he was the executive officer on a ship and he would buck his captain from time to time you know i want to do this i want to do that we well, you know in the military they kind of frown on that sort of thing but his captain would let him do it and it turned out to be one of the better run ships in the navy because that captain was allowing people to do things that was a little bit different and then as as uh, captain abershoff became a captain then he would allow his people to try different things. You see, that goes back to what I was talking about with John Maxwell's failing forward. We often find it difficult to allow people to try new things, to try different things. Well, uh, that book, It's Your Ship, was really, really good about how to do that and how to, how to run things and how management was supposed to work. Uh, the next book that I want to mention is Servant Leader by Ken Blanchard. Now, 
Ken has been a person that has written many, uh, many. He wrote the One Minute Manager. So there are a lot of books that he wrote over the years. And Servant Leader is really good. And it kind of got me to thinking. And it was, and I will t- tell you this in advance that it comes from a Christian perspective. That Servant Leader is really good in having great ideas. Uh, about how to serve those around you. You know, there have been other books that have come out called Servant Servant Leader or Servant Leadership, and it's all about how do you serve those around you. But you've got to remember, as a servant leader, you are still leading people. You can't just be, oh, I'm going to you know, let them walk all over me. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be good. So this week I wanted to talk to you first about business reading. That's what we talked about this week. Next week I'm going to talk about some of the other books that I've read over the years and why they've been important to me. So again, the suggested book, uh, business reading books that I had this week are John Maxwell's Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, his Failing Forward book, Scott McCain's All Business Is Still Show Business, Scott McCain's Create Distinction. Captain Michael Abershoff's It's Your Ship, and Ken Blanchard's Servant Leader. You can find links to purchase or at least read a portion of all of these books on my website at www.quizthediz.com. You can reach me there or at 614-382-2582. My email address is terry at quizthediz.com. So subscribe to our podcast and be sure to rate it on your favorite podcast app. We'd appreciate it. And remember, God has a plan for you, and we're here to help you find it.